Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Here we are live in Austin, Texas, just down the road a piece from Circuit of the Americas. A song or two away. A song or two away. I like that, Les. This is John Massengill. That was Les Kaiser. Jonathan Green is not going to be on the show tonight. He was. He's still down in New Zealand doing the Toyota Racing Series. It's all wrapped up, but he cannot get internet wherever he is right now, so he's not going to be on the show tonight. But we have a great show, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. We've got... Michael Shank of Michael Shank Racer of Meyer Shank Racing. That's right. That's little right. adjustment. Yeah, this year. little adjustment. Yeah, and and uh, the Meyer is Jim Meyer from uh, the CEO of Sirius XM. So that's that's where the new name that's came from. That's a nice from. connection. Yeah, and so Michael's going to be on in about a half hour here, and we're going to talk all about the IndyCar testing at Coda. We're going to talk about the F1 car launches this week, and we're also going to talk about the F1 testing that starts tomorrow. And how you can watch that. This is the first time that you're going to be able to watch it live. And so we're going to talk about all that and how to do all that. And also, we have a young driver on that. Tell us about our young driver coming on. Oh, man. You talk about starting young. Danny Sufi, uh, based here in Central Texas. I've uh, been watching him come up through his training. He started out when he was, uh, I think it was eight years old, the first time he drove a Miata on the track. <laughs> and uh, he's turned 15 and... Uh, this is a kid to watch for sure. Yeah, that's awesome that he's right here from the Austin area. Did we'll hear more about his story, but I wonder did he oh, yeah. did he get started because of Coda and everything? Uh, no, he got started because of uh, fast friends. Fast friends, fast friends and family, right? <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, hey, let's start off. We got to talk about what happened at Coda this week because we had IndyCar on track at Coda running full blast. I'm having and a hard time shutting up. About I know it, to be it was honest. it was amazing. We were out there and it was just incredible to see IndyCar on the track, hear those sounds, and it, it was fantastic. And I'll tell you what, to me, the story of the weekend was a gentleman we had on the show two weeks ago, Colton Herta. Oh man, Colton cleaned up. Yeah, he jumps out there, and uh, right off the bat, he put in laps that were consistently a second to two seconds faster than his nearest competitor. Now, uh, I call that impressive. Some of the folks were downplaying it that, uh, well, he was just showing more of his cards than the others were. I I honestly cannot think that is accurate because this is their first trip to Coda. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always have a hard time with that because these guys are so competitive. But 
but no well, that's matter that's a big gap. But, yeah, but no matter what, and over the three days, yeah, over two days of testing, over the four sessions, Alexander Rossi won the last. Was fastest in the last session. Right. But I believe Colton's was a one forty six six eighty six, and Rossi's I think was a one forty uh, one forty six eight something. So really, really close. But the fact that that Rossi's fast surprises no one with all his time on right. Coda. And mm-hmm. and and I think, you know, I think it's more than just having the experience there. I think he's just he was everybody was expecting him to go, do to do good there. And I think maybe if there was any of that holding back, maybe he didn't because he was he was expected to do well there. Yeah, he uh he did well. And and obviously, I mean, uh we actually were First ones to put him on track out there in a little catering. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about but, that. But uh, to be honest, he was, uh, that's just Rossi. He does that at the road courses. And uh, Coda definitely plays well into his hand. So, Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the fact that I, I know that Colton Herta won Indy Lights last year. Yeah. And he also won, what is it, the Freedom 100 that's on that same day as the Indy 500. He's got that special watch that he put in my hand this past week, (laughs) too, from Daytona. And he won Daytona. So, yeah. Uh, He's a quality driver. I mean, do not cut him short. Yeah, he's the young new guy, but uh, he's earned his stripes. Man, I know, but that's just, to me, that was a, a big, big deal. But also, of course, Alexander Rossi, like I talked about, was fast there and... I mean, you were out there even more than I was, Les. Anything strike you about that whole weekend or that whole? Actually, what on a I'm going to say the in, I'm going to say all of the excitement for being there to, for Indy cars. Yeah. finally being here really just uh, bubbled to the surface. Um, I spent a fair amount of time with Marcus Erickson and uh, another guy with a lot of seat time on Coda, and. Uh, he is so happy to be in the indie circle and it's so much more fun and, and the competitors are more friendly amongst each other and uh, all those kinds of things. It was really interesting to see that from his perspective and uh, he's looking forward to coming back. And you know, all the drivers were talking about their favorite, how their favorite spot in Austin about live music and the restaurants and the city and the vibe. And, and there was a, so much of that excitement at there those couple days you know, I, I, uh, Lee Diffie was here as well, and I spoke to him a little bit, and he said these guys are already falling in love with Austin, those that haven't been here. And uh, it's just going to be a great, great collection of drivers again. I, To me, I feel like I have come across more of the motorsports enthusiasts that are jazzed up about this event than we do for Formula One. I mean, now, you know, I'll say... This far out, people that have been longtime followers of IndyCar mm-hmm. are really fired up. Yeah. I mean, here in Austin, you mean the, the, the local guys? Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I think the city is getting fired up about this. And so, what is it? March 22nd, 3rd, and 4th. And, of course, you can get tickets at Coda, com. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to believe. Pinch ourselves. We got IndyCar here, and and the testing went great. And did anybody? I didn't get to ask anybody about the little spots that were resurfaced on on the track. Uh, there's definitely some improvements. I talked to a couple of the guys. Uh, some of them that are aware of the the spot before uh, the the nine ten bump. Uh, it's definitely better. It was ground down and resurfaced. 
the uh, turn 18 is uh, they ground it down, but it is not gone. And so it's still there to be dealt with. But uh, yeah, the, the 910 bump is definitely greatly improved, pretty much gone. You know, that's one thing about the IndyCar guys. These guys have been out on the street courses, the Baltimores, the Detroits, all of these courses and uh, the street courses. One of them said, I don't know what they're complaining about. <laughs> Talking uh, yeah. about other yeah. racers. Yeah, think about, what is it, Detroit sure. and some of those others that yeah. are just insane. But and it's like, no, nah, this, is, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, Ew, we don't care. Yeah. Well, you know what? We haven't talked about one of the uh, the 300-pound gorillas in the room and everybody, the, the lap times, mainly because it doesn't... It's because it's only how long? Well... 12 it, to 14 seconds? Yeah, and, and I think that it's maybe even going to be less than that come race day. But but the, the what I'm talking about is how the internet exploded right after a Cody, uh, Indy was announced coming to Coda and that we get to finally compare Indy cars to... Formula One car lap times. And yeah, and it is cool to do that. I'm excited to look at oh, that. I love the comparison, but I mean, as far as lap times, but they're absolutely different cars, you know. Yep. They may be in, in you might want to call it same genre. They race on the same types of things. There's street courses. There's road courses. Uh, imagine what an, Indi what an F1 car would do on a super speedway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? What was it? Last week or week before we were talking about Indy coming to Dakota, and you said to me something about what, what would you think about NASCAR? And I said, yeah, it'd be great. But nobody would be going, would be freaking out going, well, let's compare NASCAR times to Formula One because it's it's just a totally different or, thing. Or the IMSA cars. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just it's a different. Just different. It's di now, admittedly, IndyCar is probably one of the closest series there are out there to the look and everything else, all open wheel. But the fact that that it, they're they're they are about uh, somewhere between ten and fifteen seconds faster because the lap times that Colton Herter was putting down were one forty six something one forty six six and Hamilton's qualifying time last year was was one thirty two something and his race lap his fastest lap during the race which he was fastest during the race was one thirty seven something so again nine to fifteen seconds somewhere in there. Yeah, they're thinking, I asked a couple of the guys, how much time do you think is left in the track that you'll collect and uh, shorten your lap times around race day? And they said, oh, probably another second and a half to two seconds was what some of them thought was still out there. Yeah. Well, also, speaking of Formula One, we had a lot of car launches this week. Pretty colors. Pretty colors and lots of interesting front ends. Those front wings, the most interesting one was the Sauber. Uh, they, uh, excuse me, the Alfa Romeo, because it was the way the wing that you have each each uh, uh, element element. They get five elements, right? So the elements on the on the Alfa Romeo car cut off before it got to the end plate. So it left a gap, what appeared to be I don't know six or eight inches of completely wide open space between the wing elements of the front wing and the end plate. Which, if you you know, I'm not a a CFD engineer, but it looks like they're trying to force air around the tire again, kind of, kind of circumventing the whole idea of all this. Right. But, but it was fascinating to look, at, and I don't know who knows what's going to happen. But, but we can start to see some of those results results as soon as tomorrow because of the the, the testing. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. Any of the cars that jumped out at you that that uh, I, I was really uh, just kind kind of looking at the Red Bull 
was the one that I wanted to see, and uh, sure enough, it came out. It's still recognizable as Red Bull, but uh, I, I just like the graphics. They were laid out better. The uh, the bull isn't quite so obvious on the back of the car. Uh, the end plates definitely were different in what they're doing with it, and uh, the graphics actually kind of made it a little confusing to see those end plates on the uh, Red Bull, the way they had applied their graphics. So uh, I think that's going to be the benchmark with Adrian Newey sitting in that camp to yeah. uh, see see how they went with that. Uh, I'm excited. I, I think this will be a, another great year. The tire changes. They're playing with uh, not only their aerodynamics around the tire, but one of the things they were considering is what will that do for cooling the tire or bringing it up to temperature? Because mm -hmm. aerodynamics hitting the tires, you know, air hitting the tire definitely plays into effect. So it's really, uh, really going to be interesting. I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see when they hit with fury tomorrow. Yeah, and let's not forget why all these front wings and all this arrow, this simpler arrows here, is because this, in theory, is going to make the cars easier to, you know, easier to to follow, easier to pass, and to give us better racing. So we'll all see what what happens with all that. But the fun things you're going to be able to watch. And, and by the way, where you can watch this is Formula One's TV service. And it's like nine bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year is the uh, is the pricing on that. So I mean pretty darn cheap, actually. That's cheaper than yeah. that's cheaper than MotoGP. And oh, yeah. um it, it's pretty cheap. So hey, even if you just want to watch the 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 testing and you're gonna watch everything else on ESPN, ten bucks to watch the testing. Now you're gonna to have to get up early, but you can. We can watch testing and on on uh, just go to formula1.com. And of course, the things that I'm going to be watching for are to me the biggest stories are Charles Leclerc, yeah, and Sebastian Vettel. You know, and yep. that's going to be so fascinating to watch all that. Will McLaren get the car right? Right. I mean, are they going to be able to? Because last year the car was never stable, and. I don't know the other. I mean, Ricardo at at yeah, Renault. I, I'm really interested in that because I feel like Ricardo went there because he felt he was going to be able to contribute something to the development. Is is my thought process around that? Yeah. And so uh, I'm anxious to see, you know, how big of a difference there is coming out of that garage now, and uh, and also certainly to see what Dan Ricardo does in the near future. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we are going to have our first guest. We're going to have a young 15-year-old driver from Austin. Very excited to have uh, Danny Sufi here live. And in about 15, 20 minutes, we're going to have Michael Shank of Michael of Meyer Shank Racing. Excuse me. All right, listen to Speed City Live in Austin, Texas, back after these messages. like the power the feel the ride when it comes to gear you know what keeps you safe ducati austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers the best the market offers visit ducati austin on breaker lane just east of i-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built ducati even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from mv augusta you know what you like see it at ducati austin online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. 
Oh, Celis does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Celis White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Celis, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. This is Alexis DeJoria, driver of the Tequila Patron Toyota Camry Nitro Funny Car. This is Speed City. Who was that, the 10,000 horsepower woman? Oh, yeah. Yep, Alexis. Going to have to find out what she's up to. Uh, she has stepped away from drag racing for the time being, and we'll see what that, what that comes around. What happens around. next? All right, well, we're going to jump right into our first guest, but don't, don't forget we got uh, Michael Shank of Meyer Shank Racing from IndyCar and IMSA and all that coming on in about 15 minutes. But for now, we got a young Austin driver. We have 15-year-old uh, race driver Danny Sufi. Danny, welcome to Speed City. Uh, looks like we may have lost Danny. Nope. All right, we'll get him back. We'll, we'll get, get him, him back. back. So uh, I want to give you a little bit of background on where Danny is coming from. We've got a facility a little south of Austin called Harris Hill Road Racing. And Harris Hill is a, a club sport track. Lots of uh, lots of elevation for a club track, to be quite honest. Been out oh, yeah. a few times on it. Uh, Great course, nice little clubhouse. I highly recommend getting out there. Uh, they they also do motorcycle track days very regularly throughout the month. Uh, it's a men- membership situation, but uh, still, it's just a fantastic facility uh, for a club level and definitely on a really good budget. And so uh, it's been there a few years. Roger Beasley Mazda, the local large Mazda dealer, is uh, is who is underwriting that. So yeah, it's cool. really awesome. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about while we're waiting on our guests. I want to talk a little bit more about the F1 testing because I, I want to look at the times. You know, I know it's going to be early in the morning. So, oh, by the way, somebody on Facebook is watching live. We're doing Facebook streaming live. If you if you want to ke- uh, check it out, just go to uh, just look us up Speed City Broadcasting on Facebook, or you can go to our website speedcitybroadcasting.com. But somebody asked in about where to watch it, and I think they missed when we talked about it. But you can go to formula1.com and watch it live. In fact, I'm on their site now, and if you just go up at the very top, it's funny, it's the very top left button, and it's F1 TV, and it is, I'm going to look at the pricing, but I think it's $9.95 a month, and or if you do the whole year, it's like 100 bucks. I think you can do a cheaper version. And now it is it's actually different. I looked, if you plug in a different country, like for example, in the UK, I plugged it in, and you can't watch it on that because they've got Sky, the competition, you know, the contract they've Lucky signed with Sky. Sky. Yeah. yeah, Lucky Sky subscribers there. Yeah, actually, it is twelve dollars a month and a hundred bucks a year. So it is a pretty good discount if you pay annually. So what is that? One hundred and forty-four bucks a year if you pay it by the month, or a hundred bucks if you if you do it in one shot. And like I said, if you are in a different spot, if you happen to be listening to us streaming around the world somewhere, go to f one dot com and you can check out what their what your pricing is for each country. But uh, but speaking of this testing, so 
you know, we talked a little bit about some of the things that we want to hear about, that we want to watch for tomorrow, Les. And so the big things, again, Ferrari, Leclerc, Vettel, McLaren, but and you talked about Renault, but Haas F1, you know, the, the gap between Haas F1 and Renault uh, throughout the year, it was, it's funny, Haas looked faster at some points. In fact, if I had to say for the whole year, the Haas F1 car looked faster most of the year. They just had those mistakes. I mean, you throw those points back in. They had in, in Australia where they were fourth and fifth when the wheels literally came off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, that's going to be one to watch too. I just wonder how much of a difference that Daniel Ricardo is going to make for Renault because – you know, I mean, he, I think he's going to make a big difference, but I'm I'm just curious how soon it's going to happen. Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, was the off season uh, enough for him to get there or not? Yeah, well, that's going to be that'll to me is going to be a fun one to watch is is Ricardo and Renault and how well they do, but also how how Haas does and all that. So, all right, guys. Well, we are uh, we have our first guest on the line. We have a young gentleman who's from right here in the central Texas area, and very excited to have him on the phone. We have 15 year old race driver Danny Sufi. Danny, welcome to Speed City. Ah, uh, we just lost him again. Somehow. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Hope he's not driving well, and going. No, there we there go. We go. Hey, Danny, how's it going, buddy? Not bad. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. I am so excited to talk to a run, young race driver from Austin. So, so Danny, I've been telling John about you and some of the background. Uh, let's get uh, let's get everybody caught up from you. Uh, I first became aware of Danny probably about six years ago, and uh, from from the uh, club crowd and the the uh, guys that road race were telling me about this kid down at Harris Hill that is uh, already doing amazing stuff, not in a cart, but in a real car. So, uh, yeah, Danny, tell us how that happened to begin with. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I, my dad's been a lifelong track junkie. Uh, we've been going to Harris Hill since I was about four years old. Um, and I mean, that's my home track. And, uh, so just been going there. I used to ride with him all the time. And, um, by the time I was eight, uh, Bo Rivers, the owner of Harris Hill Raceway actually wanted to see how small of a person can drive a Mazda <laughs> two. <laughs> and um, just happened to know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and that's what pretty much started the the whole thing. I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing, what I'm doing now, uh, without Bo Rivers and Harris Hill Raceway. Um, so, how old yeah, were you? So, how old were you when you got in that Mazda two? I was eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I love it. What were you? What were you driving when you were eight, John? <laughs> uh, actually, I was driving a. <laughs> At eight, I had a no. My, my first tra- my first <laughs> my first bike was a Honda Trail seventy, and that was probably about eleven or twelve years old. So, well, there yeah. you go. There <laughs> you go. Well, Danny, I know you have uh, played in the Miatas and been quite successful. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your racing career up through those. I'm sorry. What was that? Tell us a little bit about your uh, racing experience in the Miata and how you've come up through those. Yeah, so uh, I started racing uh, in the H2R Challenge Series at Harrisville Raceway uh, when I was 10 years old. And uh, by the time I was 12, I actually won the championship there and wanted to make up make the step up to Spec Miata. Um, I'm, I was luckily, luckily enough, uh, NASA Texas actually is the only region that allows 13-year-olds to drive in their, in their series. So uh, as soon as I turned 13, 
I started racing in NASA, Texas, and uh, first my rookie year, I ended up winning the regional championship as well as rookie of the year and driver of the year. Wow, awesome. Well, so this all begs the question. You've obviously been doing great, and where do you plan on going from here? I mean, I know you, you've moved up. You're doing in the, the Blancpain series and some others, but what's your, what's your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to be racing in the 24 hours of Daytona, or Daytona and Le Mans. Um, that, that's my ultimate dream. And, um, so, I mean, this year is my first year in pro racing. Uh, I was presented with the opportunity of driving with X Factor Racing, the team I've been running with Spec Miata with for the past two years. Um, and so I, I'm racing a Honda Civic SI this year, uh, in Pirelli World Challenge or Blancpain GT World Challenge in the TCA class. How cool is that? And, and get this. So Danny just got his learner's permit. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Just the, the ironic part of that. So I, so do, do you, have you done the test with the instructor in the car yet? I have not actually, not yet. So I think you should, you've, you all remember that commercial that Jeff Gordon did oh, when, yeah. he, when he yeah. test, drove, yeah. test drove the car? <laughs> Danny, I, I, I really can't condone that, but maybe you could take him <laughs> off those public roads to someplace and show him show him what you can really do. Are you going to tell the instructor that you're a professional race car driver when you go to do the, the in-car test? You know, I mean, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I wish I, I could be I could do what Gord, uh, Jeff Gordon did, but yeah. uh, maybe maybe I'd save that for after. You see, he's sitting here. Danny's thinking now. How, <laughs> now now how we've got can, him thinking. How can I make this happen? How so you get a GoPro, <laughs> do Facebook Live on your phone or whatever. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, you know, but folks, I mean, this is you know another one of our young driver up and coming series, and Danny has got the backing. He's got it going on. Uh, X Factor is uh, everything's going to everything he's got is set. X-Factor Racing, taking care of him, getting him behind the wheel, and uh, keeping things going. Well, Danny, uh, we're going to look for you out in that... Uh, yeah, in the... well, we're almost out of time, Danny. Real, one last question, real quick. You said that the that racing at Le Mans, or, or the Daytona 24, what's what's the dream car to do that in? Um, well, so back when Porsche was in the LMP1 class, that was my ultimate dream, and hopefully if they come back to do that, or as I've seen recently, they're trying to bring back the concept of GT1. Um, but definitely, I, I, w- I would like to do it in, in a Porsche. That, that's the ultimate dream. Or maybe a, in the Acura DPI car at Daytona. Nice. I know I like this kid. All right. Well, Danny, thanks, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. And uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, stay in touch with us here in Austin. Absolutely. We'll see you out at the track, see you out of Coda somewhere, either one. So, all right. Well, take it easy, Danny. Take care, Danny. All right. Be you. sure Have and... Be sure and keep up with Danny March 1st through 3rd. He'll be out at Coda Racing. All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're very excited because we have Michael Shank of Meyer Shank Racing in IndyCar and IMSA and the rest. We'll be back after these messages. It's Christine Sellis. And I'm Daytona. 
Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. What's up? This is Bilko, freestyle motocross rider with the Nitro Circus, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to Speed City. Speaking of NASCAR, we had a little NASCAR race today, too. Yeah, there was a little bit of racing going on. A little bit of Daytona. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, that was uh, that was something else. If you missed it... Uh, I'm sorry, I actually did miss it. Definitely watch about the last 15 <laughs> laps. Uh, we'll, we'll sum it up. But uh, Denny Hamlin uh, wrapped up and won it. Uh, a couple of uh, marked accidents, you'll say. There were crashes even on pit road involving about uh, three or four cars. And then uh, lap 89 of the 200, 22 cars got involved in a 22 cars. 22 cars plus a few on the pit road. Then with two laps left, uh, Clint Boyer, you know, instigates another one that collected a bunch of cars. By the end of the race, they had more commentators and drivers, I think. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Congrats to Denny Hamlin. But uh, it is something else. All right, well, we're going to jump to our next guest. We're very, very excited to have a gentleman that has been on the show before, and we want to welcome back to the show, Michael Shank. Michael, welcome back to Speed City. Thanks, guys. I just uh, got done watching that race myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any pointers for these guys? This this was silly. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it seems, though, I love it, though. I, I love watching it. Uh, I, I, I have to admit it. And um, and I love, you know, having Michael McDowell up there. Michael drove for me in 2011 and 2012 at Daytona. And I love having Michael up there finishing. I think he finished fifth, I believe. Yeah, but he was kind of, you know, I just, you know, I, I appreciate what they do. I think it's really difficult on those guys to drive in it. And I don't think not one of them really love it, if you had to ask them. Um, but uh, I appreciate the show it puts on and gets us all uh Get all of our betting pools back right again here. So, oh yeah! I, I I tell you what, we talked about this last week. We got IndyCar here at Coda. I, I would take NASCAR in a in a second. I would love if, to have that. Would be awesome those to have guys NASCAR. come to Net Coda. Yeah. What do you think about that, Michael? Uh, I think it would be a great show. I mean, they, <laughs> they, put, they put on. You know, where I, I come from, uh, the France family and, and IMSA and Grand Am, and uh, I'm a big supporter of what they do. And I know a lot. Of, some people aren't, and I get that. Um, but you know, they, they, you know, I think it'll be real interesting and a good topic for you guys to talk about is what, you know, Jim France is going to do with NASCAR in 2020 and beyond. I think 
you're going to see a massive shift in, in how they approach racing soon because they kind of have to, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, for, change the momentum. You know, yeah, they do, and uh, you know, and and let's hope they they pull it off. Well, you know, we one of the things that came out this week was uh, that NASCAR is now going to support sports gambling for 2019, kind of like F1 did. Yeah, that's what, true. As a team owner, what do you, what do you think that's going to do amongst the team and on the track itself? We know the fans want to get engaged with it, and they said well, we um, can do legitimate betting instead of a, back in our own TV room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I really don't know the the complete answer to that. Certainly know the downside to gambling at times, but uh, especially today when I lost today. But uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> well, Michael, we got to talk to you. We got to talk to you about IndyCar, man. You guys are here in Austin this week, and uh, our heads exploded because we finally had IndyCar on the on Circuit of the Americas. And you have had you've had a lot change since you've been on the show with with Jim Meyer, and now full time in Indy. But uh, jump in and tell us a little bit about this week first about coming to Dakota. Well, it was great. I mean, you know, so what happened was, and you guys, I don't know how much you knew this or not. You know, we all, all of our, all, most all of the teams, 90% of the teams were at Laguna Seca the Friday before, right? So we yeah. all did Laguna Seca test day. We all got in our planes and, and, and trains and all that and, and headed the your way to Coda. Um, it was an interesting because not many people, a couple guys had tested an IndyCar at Coda. I've been there quite often with the sports cars, so we knew it kind of yeah. well. But uh, your, your facility there, is second to none in my mind. And I think it's going to be an incredible race. Uh, the cars are going to be very, very close to each other in speed. Uh, so I think you're going to have uh, a very interesting strategy that we all have to come up with. Uh, very little bits on the car are going to make a big difference in, in lap time. So if you're two-tenths of a lap quicker, uh, you're going to have an advantage there. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but in our world, it's a ton. And uh, we were going around that place in one minute, 46 seconds or something like that. And um, uh, two tenths is, you know, two tenths will cover six positions on the grid, seven positions on the grid. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Tire degradation will be a big story there. Um, the asphalt is hard on our Firestone tires there. So they really fall away after about two or three laps. So that'll be an interesting storyline mm-hmm. there at CODA. Um, but you know, I'm just hoping that folks around Austin and and then Texas in general will come and support that race uh, uh, to make sure we keep coming back. And we love coming to Austin. Well, yeah. I tell you, Michael, one of the things that you know I said earlier is uh, I'm getting, I would say, every bit as much traffic and conversational traffic just out amongst town from people that are into the IndyCar. Uh, more so than the F1, I would say, because they're really entwined into the history of IndyCar. And uh, especially with the likes of Rutherford and Foyt from Texas, uh, Texas has sure. a, a solid following. I, I think everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised. I I hope so. I mean, uh, that's what the hope is for sure. Um, and, and I and I think the testing, you know, showed you how we're serious. I mean, everyone showed up. It's going to be there for the race in a, what, a month, one month's time, I guess. Um, and it'll be really interesting. I can't wait to see what the fan turnout is there. Um, you know, one of the great things about IndyCar is you can, you have the ability, a spectator has the ability to get right down in the garages with us. So if they want to rub shoulders and, and, and meet the teams and, and the drivers and, and everybody down there, you know, in NASCAR and that kind of thing, or in NFL or, you know, any, it's hard to get on the sidelines. And, and, and with IndyCar, you, you can get there. 
And uh, and I think that's a great way to integrate. I hope the crowd, I hope the people appreciate it and come down and see us and get down in the, the garages with us. You know. Yeah, you know, you may oh, be, absolutely that that is definitely something that if people are are used to F one because we got a lot of of motorsports fans now in Austin that are new that's that became motorsports fans from 2012 on and what's come here. And there's been a couple of, I mean, there are some races that you get pretty good access, but when it comes to the big ones like F1 and MotoGP and such, they're not used to getting that close. And this is going to be different. And, and I know IndyCar always makes a big deal of being able to get up close like that. So, and, and I know that there's been some, that they're selling out of some of those tickets, but I know they're trying to add more of those. We were just out at Coda talking to them about that. They're trying to add more paddock pass tickets, so we'll see how all that plays out, but uh, but yeah, it, that that could be one of the, the most interesting things for for Austin fans to see is getting how close they can get to the drivers and the teams. Yeah, you know, it blows me away every time I go down there. The investment the owners down there put in, I see they're putting a, and you guys know more about this than I do, but they they're putting a soccer stadium there. Um, I've yeah. heard they're putting a really nice hotel and water park in. Uh, it, w- what a destination for your town that, that is already really cool to begin with. Um, you add the motorsport side of it for me, and it's, it's damn tempting to move there, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, we know somebody that can set you up with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It is. And, you know, I mean, jokingly, but truly, Michael, we've got more and more folks uh, that we know from the motorsports world that are coming here just for the proximity to Dakota. There are businesses that are showing up. There's, there's businesses showing uh, up like just Apple. A, and Yeah, <laughs> businesses like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. new uh, race car service center just a few minutes from Coda, another one that just opened up in the past couple of months, and so it okay. keeps on uh, keeps on growing, keeps on happening. I'm I'm anxious for the day it rivals uh, Speedway Indiana. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, hey, Michael, talk about what has happened. I guess you were on the show. I think it's been almost two years actually, and you guys had just signed up to do the 500 with Jim Meyer and with SiriusXM as your sponsor. But a lot has changed with you guys since then. Talk about all that. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned Jim. I mean, you know, at the time he called me as uh, Michael Shank Racing, and now it's Meyer Shank Racing. And uh, Jim, you know, Jim and I got together. He sponsored the Sirius XM sponsored the team at, in 2017 at the Speedway, and he and I just kind of hit it off really well. And then through the latter half of 17 and the beginning of 18, um, uh, he he asked me if you know would be interested in having a partner and uh my wife and i were at that time so we took jim on as a partner and um it's been great he is a very very intelligent smart top of the line ceo in north america and uh loves racing and appreciates what we do and uh it's been a win-win for both i believe it's been a win-win for both of us so it's it's, it's allowed us to you know just legitimize our business even more when we're out looking for sponsors um, the people understand that we're not doing this out of our two car garage. This is a full time, full serious guys. You know, we have 40, 40 people that work for us now. It's a quite a big machine between the two car IMSA sports car side and the, the one car as we sit here now, IndyCar, although we just bought a second IndyCar. So we have two IndyCars for Jack right now. Um, ah, nice. Yeah. So, so we're, we're building the team for the future. Um, you know, eventually, you know, the next step for us on the IndyCar side, we're going to do 10 races this year of the 17. We did six last year. We're doing 10 this year with the help of AutoNation and uh, SiriusXM, of course. And uh, we hope to do the full season with them uh, in 2020. And in a perfect world, we would run two IndyCars full-time. But uh, 
Uh, we're taking very measured steps. I've seen a lot of teams fail uh, in IndyCar from overstepping their what they can afford, and uh, I refuse to do that. Uh, we're investing heavily in Jack and, and what we think we can do this year at the Speedway, especially at the Indy 500. We believe there's going to be maybe five or six cars that don't get to race this year, and we just do not want to be one of them. So, Well, I mean, I've really enjoyed watching what you have done with the race team. Smart partnerships, obviously, and and then your drivers, too. I mean, you know, just scanning through there. AJ's in there. Simona's there now. Chris, uh, Christina Nilsson has jumped in with you. Just the whole pack. You know, Catherine Legg has is, is an awesome history that we've been following with her. You've got quite the paddock of people in your corral yeah. to, to pull from. Uh, we do, yeah. It, it just amazes me. And to me, when you have those names lined up like that, it says a lot about the team ownership and the culture of the team as well. Uh, are, are you looking at other racing uh, genres, if you will? You know, I'm really not. i, I got to be honest with you. I'm at where I want to be. I'd like just to, I'd like to make what we have stronger. Um, I don't need to do any, you know, NASCAR racing or anything like that or whatever. I, I just, I'm happy where I'm at. I, I don't need to run 10 different series or 10 different type of cars. Um, I, I really, really like to win, and I really like to try to position ourselves to win for our partners and people and the whole thing, and I don't want to overtax ourselves on this. Um, I'm still heavily, invest, uh, heavily in, involved, meaning – uh, not only do I sit in the office during the day, but I go out in the shop and I help if I can, or I'll help unload at the track. I, I like to be involved, uh, not to look over a shoulder. I just like to be there, <laughs> right? I, I I'm not burnt out yet, you know. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's kind of boss you want, don't you? Heck yeah. It's <laughs> still into it. Yeah. I think if I were involved, I, you couldn't keep me out of there for that exact same reason. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, you know, like you said, Michael, you hire hire good people and let them do a good job, not not you know micromanage or whatever. But heck yeah, I'd be with you right there in the middle of it. That would be a blast. Well, I think it says a lot. You know, like it. I I wanted to send the right message. I'm I'm right here. You know what? I'm right here. What do you need? What can I do to make your life better? And um, uh, and we try to do that. And uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, if you look at our record, you know, over the last 10 years in high-level professional sports car and now IndyCar, I mean, we, we're batting maybe five or 600 percent, you know, it's five or 600 with podiums, you know, and our top fives, let's call it, you know, and, and, and I'm yeah. proud of that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. You know, when you first started going down this path, I was thinking – you guys were bigger. I don't know. Just maybe the professionalism. It just seemed like you guys were a bigger organization. I knew better. It just kind of had the feel of that. But um, well, you know, we 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 always we got labeled a bit early on about the small team that could. And that really bugged the crap out of me, and uh, <laughs> because I felt like we're a, you know we're a smaller team with a big attitude. And uh, now though, we're actually physically a big team in the world of things. And uh, but we have great people, really good engineering. We have a technical alliance that with uh, Schmidt Peterson on the IndyCar side that help us uh, technically on that side, which has uh, advanced us in IndyCar quicker than we would be if we were by ourselves. Mm, okay? That's cool. Yeah. And um, and you know it it's just worked out. You know, knock wood, it's worked out really well. I think you know we face the same financial challenges as all racing teams is is finding funding and partners and how do we get this done. 
Um, so far, this is our 26th year in uh, in motorsports and uh, professionally with a federal ID number, and um, it's uh, it's been a, it's just been a tremendous run, and uh, I'm extremely proud. So I'm ready for the I'm ready for the IndyCar deal to start here. Yeah, well, can you can you talk about that technical relationship with Smith Peterson? That's interesting. How, how does that? How much? How do you? How do they share things with you in, in that in sure. that relationship? Sure. Well, you know, when we got into when we started putting this program together, we knew I wasn't I was smart enough to know that we couldn't expect to drop into a series that you've had ten teams that have done it for fifty years and expect to be competitive. We have to figure out a way to get on their level quickly, and and the best way is to say, hey, team, listen, I'm going to bring a budget to the table. How much does it cost me to have integration into your engineering and your data? What we call data sharing. Okay, and that means that when we're running around that course, in my in my case, uh, I have access to Marcus Erickson and James Hinchcliffe's information for my driver Jack. Nice. Meaning, we can do overlays. We can understand what their cars are doing compared to ours. It's like being on a you know Jack Roush or you know Hendricks has got four cars running. You know, so now we have three Indy cars running around there, and we can try all different things and get to the best car possible quicker. Okay, I pay for that right though. It's not free, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's technology that they've spent a fortune on, and and I kind of buy into it with non disclosure agreements and that type of thing, and um, and we go down the road. So this is the second year of my two year deal with them, and I have to say it's been um, I'm pretty happy with it. Oh, that's so, fascinating. That the yeah. the share you know every industry on the planet now talks about big data, big data, and that's what you're getting from Schmidt Peterson. And that's that's kind of similar to what it. I mean, it's a little different in overall, but like Haas F one, how they stepped into F one racing with their relationship with Ferrari. But but that is fascinating that you're getting that data, and like you just said, you're getting all the data from a big team with multiple cars. And but that's yeah, right. That's cool. It's exactly like the deal with Haas and Ferrari. To be honest with you, just, yeah, the money's a lot different. But, <laughs> uh, but but I promise you, I'm not. You know, I spend a lot of money also, but not that kind of dough. But you know. You see these kind of relationships all through NASCAR is very, very similar deal. Um, and it's a way for the main, you know, the SPM guys, the Schmidt Peterson to generate some revenue. Right. And doesn't sure. really, you know, I, I staff it with them, all my own people. They don't have to give any personnel up. Right. So uh, they literally are doing this anyways. And, uh, and it's been a great, I think if you ask Sam Schmidt or, Gary Peterson, they would tell you the the uh, I'm sorry, Rick Peterson. He would they would tell you the the same thing um, that I think it's been a great kind of win win for both of us and uh, and uh, we'll consider and we'll start talking about the next two years sometime this year with Schmidt Peterson to see if we go forward. How common is that kind of relationship between teams like that? It's not real common in IndyCar. Hmm. In, in NASCAR, it's everywhere. In NASCAR, it happens everywhere. Hmm. But uh, in, in IndyCar, it's not been so much. Now there are you'll see more and more deals creep in there. Now in IndyCar, um, a couple that I can think of: uh, Scuderia Corsa is doing a deal with Ed Carpenter, I believe, um, and there's another one um, I, I can't remember. That there's a couple of people trying to do kind of what we we started here, and um, it's very tough because technology transfer. You know, that's a very valuable asset for these teams that invest heavily in shock absorber programs and R&D and that type of thing, um, you hate to lose that information, meaning the more people you bring in, the more you potential you have to lose that data, too, you know? Sure. And um, 
it's a, it's a delicate, you know, tightrope that we walk, but, um, uh, so far, so good for us. Well, speaking of data, what about biometric data from the drivers? I know that there's some. How much is that? Is that a growing field? You know, uh, there was a time. It, yeah, I, I guess the answer is yes, right? Like, we want to know. These drivers are all so, I don't you know, male, female, all the drivers I have, they're all so switched on to personal health. Uh, there was a time that people were getting all kinds of wired up. I had I had people taking pills that could monitor their in their insides while they're on the track. Mm-hmm. I had, it seems like that is uh, t- for me, I'm just giving you my perspective. Um, that has kind of gone away a little bit. Uh, I don't have any internal monitoring going on with any of my drivers on both series right now, but I can tell you that both all of my drivers of which there is a total of uh, nine on the payroll this year, uh, all of them are really good physically. They are. They understand the art of keeping themselves lean and mean, um, and what they need to bring physically to the track. I just. I think it's such a common thing now. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's all kind of monitoring systems people do look do look at though. You know. Well, I know that that is. You're right. I remember seeing a lot about that a few years ago, and it's kind of cooled off. But I know all these drivers in every level of motorsport now all take care of themselves. They're all athletes in the truest sense of the word with the rising G-forces and all these race series that these athletes, these drivers are true athletes. But, well, Michael, we are out of time. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show, but we also are very excited about you guys coming back in about four and a half weeks. And uh, we want to wish you the best of luck when you come back in the rest of the season too. I appreciate it. Come and see us down there. Oh, you all bet, right. you bet. All right, thanks, Michael. Michael Shank. Myers Shank Racing. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue the motorsports discussion. We're live in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like the power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Michael Zweiback, driver of the number two discount tire Porsche. Welcome to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, Les, IndyCar was not the only thing on the track this week out in Coda. No way, no way. Hey, uh, yeah, this this week was a, a great week to be out of the track. Yeah. But uh, this weekend had the first time ever that uh, Global Superlap has come to Coda. And 
I recognized a lot of faces out there. There were a whole lot of faces I've never seen out there. There were cars from as far as uh, California. I met a couple of the drivers from there. These cars, everything from an everyday car to an absolute, totally made over car. You know, there were uh, ZL1 Camaros that were full road race spec, all kinds of things. And think about it this way. Imagine your track day, but there's not as many cars in your drive group that, uh, you know, you get half a dozen or so cars out there. And all you're trying to do is knock out basically one qualifying lap <laughs> in a few minutes in the time that you get out on track. And uh, pretty much anything goes with these cars. They're bracketed into classes. So you're you wind up in a competitive group and uh, absolute fun. This was uh, such a great event. Uh, I know there were whispers, and um, I had the opportunities to speak to Jason Dainart about it and said uh, there were motorcycle guys that were wanting in on this. Oh, really? And imagine if they got to turn loose and actually run a couple of hot laps like this in race form, you know, which is track day is not so much in the same form. And so, uh, there's yeah. a lot of interest around that. So uh, he and I were talking about it. We may uh, connect him with somebody that uh, that can deliver on that How about Mark and Vito at Ducati Austin? Oh, yeah. You know Mark and Vito would be all over this, and too. you know, I'm thinking, what would a factory Panigale, straight off the showroom over there, uh, Ducati Austin, on Kodak? Or the Super Leger. Or the Super, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun. But absolutely, folks, it was an amazing collection of vehicles and drivers uh, j just a fun, fun time. Great to see the combination out there as well. Yeah, and man, look at I'm, I've got Circuit of the Americas website up, and I was just looking at everything. So we we got the we have the Blanc Pain series. However you pronounce that, the French world Blanc Pain, uh, Blanc Pain GT World Challenge on March first through the third, IndyCar twenty second, twenty fourth, MotoGP twelfth through the fourteenth. Uh, America's Rallycross, American Rallycross back on September 28th and Formula One back in November, back where it belongs. Uh, I like absolutely. it in November. I do like it in November. It's cooler. Yeah. Like this it. year it is after the Mexico stop. So, uh, yep. Not sure if I like that or not, but hey, it's here. I like it being here. So. <laughs> I like it being here and I like, that's true. I do like it being here uh, in November. So, yeah, we'll see. But, and then you can look at the track rental days. You know, they've got, like Super Lap Battles you just talked about, uh, MVP track time for a challenge. Longhorn Racing Academy, one of the Speed City family. And Danny Sufi, that you just heard, the 15-year-old, is a driving coach for that group. Oh, is he really? That's cool. And so I just, you know, he's done it for a couple of years, and uh, but he's officially a driving coach now. And you just got to imagine somebody that has no idea who this kid yeah, is. Yeah, this 15-year-old kid. Gets in the car with you. To uh, tell you how to drive better, <laughs> and I just get—I I would love to see just the uh, reception of that that kid. Well, if you look at the track rental calendar, it's, it's completely full. I mean, hard, really, honestly, hard to imagine. Looking back when we first, when Dakota first opened, there was nothing. There was no calendar event on the website like this, and it's completely full. I don't know how many pages after page it is, but hey, I, I forgot to talk about something in Formula One and the testing tomorrow. Someone's not going to be there. Williams that? is not going to be. Ah. I got to look at the the update on the story, but I mean, as of this morning, Williams was not going to be there. I had not seen that. Yeah, Williams is not going to be there to at least to start off. So we'll have to keep our eyeballs on that. But uh, hey, you know, we had a lot of cool 
business discussion with Michael Shank there. Yeah, that was. And I, it's something you and I get the opportunity to do. And, and, you know, as we're out at the track and as we're going around in garages and, and getting in on some of these discussions. But if, uh, if you enjoyed that kind of discussion, even if you just enjoy the idea of seeing behind the curtain, I want to definitely tell you to go check out The Gentleman Driver. It was, uh, it's a fantastic documentary on Netflix. And uh, check it out. It's a very good behind-the-scene uh, documentary about three professional businessmen who, uh, who, have, who have joined into the racing ranks. Yeah, and don't forget that, yes, it is motorsports. It's on Netflix. It's behind-the-scenes. It's all those things. But really, what, what, what I love about the movie is that it's really, really well done. I mean, my like I think we've we've talked about it a bunch, but I think yeah. I said this. But me and my wife sat and watched it, and she was just as engaged as I am, and she's you know not a over the top nut gearhead like me. So she she watched it with me, and we both got you know fully engaged in the movie. And you know, it's one of those ones where you forget that you're you know that you're watching a movie. That's how good it was. So, yeah, 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 it was very good, very good. All right, well, we just got about a minute left. Um, don't forget F one. He, uh, testing starts tomorrow, actually, probably in a few hours, looking at the clock. And you have to go to, if you want to watch it live, you can watch it live on F1's TV. And so go to F1.com and click on the F1 TV button and watch it live. I am so excited. This is, F1 is back because it's on TV now, so we can start watching it. Yep. I don't, I don't know exactly how much of that I'm going to get to watch with the regular work week in front of us, but I'm going to definitely try to watch some of that tomorrow morning. And what else to watch for this week, Les? Anything else you can think of? Hey, just keep it up. I think uh, I think everybody uh, sitting out and for, you know, pulling the curtain back on F1 this week is definitely going to uh, have some responses. Again, we got to figure out how much they're sandbagging and how much they're putting out there. All right, we'll talk. We'll we'll uh, check us on our website, Speed City Broadcast, and we will talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.